Hello, welcome to episode three of season two of the MLES podcast. Uh, I'm Luke Flanagan and joining me is Tom Billis on the other side of the Atlantic. You all right? Yeah, not bad. Are we really on episode three? I thought this was episode two. No, man. No, we're we doing some sort of uh, George Lucas style episode numbering system. <laughs> well, uh, we, we we can do that. We uh, we're only up to three this season because we've just kind of been a bit rubbish. But you know, like you say only up to three. I thought we were only on two. So nah. I'm, I'm shortchanging us even more than you are. Um, yeah, we had an episode called "We're Back," and then we had um, a recap after round two. So we talked about um, a lot of stuff to do with the Concacaf Champions League originally. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I would have believed you anyway, but thank you for presenting the evidence. So episode Sorry. three. <laughs> episode three. By the difficult far the, third by far, album. By far the awful, awful uh, run in the Star Wars films, I would say. Uh, for me, the worst one is the second one. But uh, Oh, yeah, is that Attack yeah, of the Clones? Clones? It's bad. Yeah. It's real bad. I, I, I do kind of think that... Was it Revenge of the Sith, the third yes. one? Yeah. Yes. I, I, I remember that being really bad. It, um, they're all bad, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Phantom Menace anyway, also. that's probably anyway, enough. Enough. Yeah, Star we, we Wars don't need any take. more Star Wars reference. Um, it's not really a hot take. Um, although we'll probably then just get <laughs> given, bl- given that it came out what 15 years ago. It's <laughs> pretty it's much. Quite, it's pretty cold, actually. It's a yeah. room temperature take. <laughs> it's a lukewarm take. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna just chat about the season so far. Um, you've been very organised and got your notes into gear. I know. Um, I actually made notes for last weekend because we intended to. We did. We last did. Weekend and then. Things got out of hand and we, we pushed back. And so I basically took those notes, threw them in the trash and made some new <laughs> notes. So uh, let's, let's, which are actually quite similar because uh, I think we should start with this. I know we're going to talk about the East first. Uh, uh-huh. Just looking at the number of games that everybody's played. Um, something that probably confuses MLS or newcomers to MLS is uh-huh. that the play, games played is all over the place. I mean, it's not super split apart, but Salt Lake have only played four games. They're in the, in the West. And then uh, Montreal have played seven, which is quite a big disparity for, you know, this early into the season. Sure. MLS doesn't quite follow those uh, structured... It's not organised like British football is, really. I think that's where it comes down to. It, yeah. it doesn't have that adherence to a calendar. So yeah. um, we've got some clubs on five, some clubs on six, some clubs on seven, and then uh, RSL are, are chilling on four because they had that bye. It doesn't help that the East has 14 teams and the West has 13. I mean, that's kinda... I mean, saying that, it should be Charlotte that come uh, mm-hmm. next year. So there should be 28 next year. And then yeah. the the plan is to roll out to eventually thirty teams, and then potentially even more. So, yeah. it, you know, the, the, it is a very unique situation that most Absolutely. British football fans will not be accustomed to whatsoever. Well, um, another thing that the Frank Lampard coefficient, which is a lot of these teams are very spread apart, which I know it doesn't feel like it should make a difference because they're on the same country, but this country is just impossibly vast sometimes. Yeah, so, um, I, I do. I do I think have that does make a difference. I in my you know in, during during the day I am a uh, a teacher or well, try and be a teacher sometimes, <laughs> and um, when we have a a discussion usually comes up about like how far away something is so like the kids at my school tell me I'm mad and well for various times of the day but um, they w- <laughs> they will also tell me I'm mad for living forty five minutes away from where I teach, and that isn't to me that isn't a really far like a far away place, um, but when I tell them that sometimes you know some people in america they may live in a small town they may have to drive two hours just to get groceries mm. they 
they really freaked out by that. And I was like, well, if you drive two hours from Hull, you, you, you're going to hit the ocean. So Yeah, well, yeah, unless you it, drive it, west. You know, <laughs> well, you, you know what I mean. You, if, if, if you're driving the other end of the country, there is no, if you get two, three hours away, that's it. You're at the other end of the country. Well, yeah, if they, you're they, driving south in Colorado from the very, very topmost section, uh, mm-hmm. And you're driving south for seven hours. You're still in Colorado. That's right. In the, I, I, in the and UK, I just almost in France. So. I don't. I just don't think a lot of British people understand how big America is until they go. Um, I think it goes both ways. I think that here, I often find a lot of people confused at the the closeness of European cities and capitals and, and countries. Whereas mm. here, the opposite is true. And I also sometimes don't think Americans really appreciate how big America is until so you put it in those terms. But yeah, I mean, I remember taking a road trip, man, we've gone way off uh, football territory already, but uh, I remember taking a road trip from Minneapolis down through to uh, South Dakota. Jesus. Uh, to go see Mount Rushmore. What's that, like 30 in, hours? And into Wyoming. It took a very long time, yes. And I, full disclaimer, there's not a lot of scenery to see. <laughs> um, so you get to those national parks and then it's beautiful. And, uh, you know, sure. if you like open plains, well, boy, do I have a couple of states for you. Man, we should have a Wyoming team in MLS. That'd be awesome. I don't think we should. <laughs> there have to be some people in Wyoming first. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, let's so the, the East. Let's start with the East. Yeah, let's go um, to the East. Well, let's go back to the East because that's, that's what we were trying to do. So um, Montreal played seven games. Everyone else is either sitting on five or six. Right now, I think it's pretty fair to say that nobody really is running away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody is definitely whatever the opposite of running away with it is. Uh, <laughs> Falling sh- away. Chicago are, are rooted to the bottom. One point, conceded 10, scored three, lost the last four on the spin. Yeah, so they are not rebrand... good. I'm not, I, I am currently watching uh, Chicago versus Inter Miami right now. It's literally four minutes in. Uh, I've got that as we're recording, which is, mm. yeah, we have live updates from that game, even if something happens. Um, but, I mean, the other thing was, uh, when that game kicked off, there was a foul within eight seconds, which reminded me of playing you and Dane and other people that we were tuning <laughs> with on FIFA, uh, because somebody would have been cropped straight away. And funnily enough, it was Breck Shear that we were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Breck, <laughs> the human three-fourth pair of shorts. Uh, I will just Shear. say it as well. If you ever check MLSsoccer.com, because that's usually where I get my stats from, I assume you'd be the same, is the um, official MLS site. Um they kind of do the table weird compared to how British people may. Usually it's like games played, games won, drawn, lost, goal difference, points. Uh, but this that I'm looking at right now has rank along the side, which may wrangle with some people because it's a different word. Then it <laughs> says points. So actually the first column that you see on an, uh, an MLS table may be that, that it's the points. Then it's points per game. Then it's games played. Then it's won, lost, tied, goals for, Not goals against, goal difference. And then there's like Home and away, and then the record. So you go one lost, tied. That's how it goes, isn't it? Yes. Um, So they kind of do things a little bit more. Maybe it's kind of a NFL influenced, I guess. With the, it's just the the way that it's not just American sports do it. I guess. Yeah, it's it's just NHL too. The American format of of sports. I think the points per game column is a COVID coefficient. Yeah, I think it in is case too. things need to end. But just looking at New England, are, are top of the the East right now. Mm-hmm. They've got eleven points from six games. They have tied twice and and won three times. So there's just one loss. 
and and that was away. Their home record is perfect so far. Not scoring a lot of goals though, and I think that's kind of a theme here in in the uh, East is that um, New York City have the most goals scored with 10, and Montreal have nine, although they've also conceded nine. Miami <laughs> have eight. But then everyone else is sitting on seven, six. It's just, it's not been particularly high scoring. It's, um, been, a, it's been a dull start to the Eastern Conference, I think you would say. There's not a lot of high scoring games. Um, quite a few draws in there as well. Um, I've noticed yeah, like... Nashville have drawn four games of the yeah. five that they've played. <laughs> They're present, presently unbeaten, but they have tied they have, four they have, out yeah, of five. Yeah. They've, they've drawn four. Um, so the, there, is, there co- is... I don't Sorry. know if this is like... This is something from the kind of back end of last season and it's it's kind of been a delayed start from what we usually expect from MLS. We usually see it from like March time, I guess, like early March, yeah. and it was delayed till mid-April. So maybe it's because there's been literally four months out. It just takes teams a while, maybe 10 games to really get into the groove. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think it's, we're seeing it. people's getting a bit of a slow start um, for sure. I, I think that, so there's still two teams unbeaten in the East. Orlando, who are sitting in second, have nine points, two two wins, three ties. They've only, only played five, obviously. Um, yeah. We're about halfway through an MLS weekend. Um, so you're obviously watching a game right now. There were a couple I of games am. earlier today. And then um, Colorado and a few other teams play later on this afternoon and, and evening, which I think goes into tomorrow for you. Um, finishing yeah. with Seattle, Atlanta, which I think will be a bit. Oh, yes. I'm sure we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, mostly what I'm seeing in the East so far, um, between five and seven games played, it's still kind of up for grabs. The two teams I did highlight, the the Revs, they don't have a great goal difference, but you can't argue with 11 points from six games and still unbeaten and New York city FC, NYC FC, they, uh, they have two players who've both scored four, uh, Jesus Medina and Valentin yeah. Castellanos. Um, and they've scored 10, only conceded four. So I, I, in terms of teams to watch, I think New England and New York city and Atlanta, Orlando, the top four right now. I think it's going to be interesting to see where they are in a few weeks' time. I do think it's certain. I always kind of keep an eye out for Atlanta more than anyone else, mm-hmm. just because I'm a big Joseph Martinez fan. Um, he's currently been eased in after that horrific injury he had. So I don't yeah, expect those... him to hit any kind of form right now, but I think the no. signs have been positive so far. Well, since we spoke, he did. He has scored. Yeah. Um, which is 581 days after his previous goal. Yeah, so mad, man! It's just ridiculous. But I, I mean, there was a there was a global pandemic, and uh, they didn't an make ACL the playoffs. Injury they, in they didn't make the playoffs. I don't think, or the latest stages of the playoffs. And then he he got injured the very first game of that COVID season. Yeah. So he yeah he was out for like so it was the preseason of the the COVID season. Then he was out all. All that season, yeah. and then you've had this one MLS's as well. MLS's back tournament and the yeah, tail end of last of that. season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, and it's obviously the kind of injury that he had has got to be eased back in. But I'm I'm pleased that he scored. We're, we're both big fans, obviously. I, I did have the I mentioned it before, but I've had the pleasure of seeing him play here in Colorado, and he is proper good. So I, mm. I hope that he gets back to his best. But the fact that he scored and is getting minutes again is just is is terrific. Mm. Um, I want to provide you with an update on the Cincinnati goal count. Oh, yeah, we did this. Uh, Cincinnati scored. Can you just remind us how many goals they scored last season in its entirety? 
11, just wasn't gonna, it? Uh, it's, uh, it's 12. They scored 12 last season. They scored 12 season. last season, okay. Yeah, which is just every time. It's preposterous. It, it, it's bad. But this season, they're already up to six, including two scored this very day. Um, they beat uh, Montreal, Montreal. Yeah, they two did. to one uh, away from home, which is pretty good going. And uh, I was interested to see, and I'm sure that fans of Premier League soccer will be interested to hear, that uh, Locardia, who I thought was just on loan from Brighton, but I think he has actually joined them permanently. That's a, that's a, he, that um, was an odd one. I, I thought it would. I thought he was pretty good for Brighton. I think he's did he get injured and then never kind of got back into the to the side? Was that kind of? I it? believe he did get an injury, but he was one of those Brighton strikers that is really good at all of the play except for finishing goals. <laughs> and if you look at Cincinnati's issues from last season, maybe yeah. suggest that he's not the best player to have in there. But mm. the other thing that blew my mind about Cincinnati, uh, central of their defense, uh, marshalling the things is Jeff Cameron. Oh, yeah. Formerly of Stoke, Stoke City, yeah. one of two former Stoke City defenders kicking it around in MLS at the moment. The other one is uh, Ryan Shawcross. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's playing um, currently at Inter Miami. Yeah, you know, playing right now. David Beckham, Phil Neville's Inter Miami. That's right. Uh, yeah, to give them their official title. Um, so <laughs> at the beginning of the season, we talked about Cincinnati needing to create some more chances and score some more goals, obviously. Um, and they're up to six, so they're already halfway to surpassing last season's total. So uh, yeah, had a better Sam start is also their coach. He is. He is. Yes, I did. I did. That was a very left field appointment. Um, I'm not. I, I don't know, man. It just feels like the MLS seems to be this kind of testing ground for new coaches. I'm not 100% sure about this, like, Chicago coach seems really kind of young and, I don't know, he, yeah. he sounded like, it, it was like a German name, Felix something, I want to say. Um, uh, I remember, I remember there, was a, there was a couple of articles that I read when he was first appointed, because it was before the season started, and there was a kind of negative vibe about that, and that's kind of maybe been proved right with the fact that they're bottom currently with one point. <laughs> Um, uh, it's uh, Raphael Wicky is his name. Ah, right. Okay. Um, he uh, was. He's a Swiss coach and uh-huh. former player. Um, just talking about uh, Chicago Fire coaches. There wasn't the coach of Barnsley. Yeah. Um, uh, Ishmael, Ishmael Valerian. Coach. I yeah. watched the playoff game this morning. He's a terrifying man. He was. He is. Absolutely he's very scary. Wallacking his team on the touchline. Oh today. yeah. They they were unlucky in the end. There. They were. Yeah. I was disappointed. Was a, it was a great great breakaway goal for that Barnsley goal. In terms of uh, MLS relevance, aside from their coach being a former mm. Chicago coach, there's oh, yeah. also DK is there, isn't he? Daryl Daryl DK. Yeah, well, I, he... I guess he'll now come back to. Yeah, um, I would assume so. Oh, is he at Orlando? Is he at? Yeah, he's at Orlando. Orlando, isn't he? yeah, that's right. He's. On I there, would but... assume he would come back and then, yeah, start playing for that. I think there was going to be some kind of talk about him if they did get up into the final and go up to the Premier League. He'd, he'd want to fancy a crack at the Premier League, but I think it'd seem a shame not to, you know, play the rest of the season at least for for uh, Orlando. They, they'd want him back because he's on loan, isn't he? So yeah, well, they're, they're talking about quite quite a big fee, and there's obviously been a few high-profile transfers from MLS into other domestic leagues. So I'm wondering if he might be the next kind of bigger player to move. Potentially, he, he can clearly do it in the Championship. Can he do it in the Premier League or somewhere mm. else around Europe? I, I, he has the credentials. He's uh, just reading some tw- some of his tweets. He was talking about looking up to Didier Drogba, and I can kind of see that 
he's a he's a heavy he's a heavy kind of strong striker. He He likes to bully the defenders. Yeah, maybe he'll stay on his feet more than Drogba. Oh, hot take! Sorry, I never really got over that Mourinho era. Wasn't a hot take. Dive all over the place again. Second, fairly lukewarm take. (laughs) It's been what fifteen years or whatever since Drogba was playing in in for Chelsea. Never mind. Uh, I was just never a fan. No, never a fan of Chelsea. No. Um, uh, okay, so the other thing I just wanted to mention, aside from those two unbeaten teams, Chicago Fire, not scoring, four losses. It, it does look a bit troubling for them. Obviously, it's still a bit early, but you, uh, it can only go up from here. They weren't particularly good last year. Either. No, and they're, they're in the middle of this rebrand, aren't they? So they've changed That's their right. crests and a few other things. And so far, maybe they should go dig out the old one, see if it's still there. <laughs> well, maybe they'll get better luck with it. I mean, the same went for the crew. Yes, although, uh, incidentally, before we leave the East, I'm uh, not sure if you've been following it. The Athletic's been publishing some really great articles about it. Uh, other publications are available. Um, <laughs> about Chicago, uh, sorry, about Columbus rebrand. That's I don't right. know if you saw, but they were going to be rebranded as Columbus FC. It was, was, a, group... was it SC? Like Sports SC, Club, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Sports yeah, yeah. Club Columbus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they were planning to keep Crew as a nickname, like a sort of informal nickname and um the fans who are heavily involved especially with the save the crew campaign that they had going on when somebody was supposedly going to move the crew to austin i remember that i remember that happening yeah that they originally they were going to move that they were going to move that franchise and that was going to become austin that's why they were talking about um austin sorry austin and um the crew being like a really bitter derby that is going to yeah. come out. So yeah, interested. But, but the, carry on. The save the crew um, campaign was was quite successful. They did manage to find a new owner that kept them in Columbus. They're one of the founding clubs in MLS. And I mean, just for me personally, I remember reading Columbus Crew as a name in various publications like Match Magazine when I was reading that as a kid and then Football Manager always it's just an odd name like it, mm. it stands mm. out that they've got to be the only crew that I can think of you know the others are Uniteds and FCs and things but the only crew I can think of comes from Columbus so I was pleased to see that they managed to keep that that nickname um, but uh, it, it seems a bit like not quite the same caliber of, of Scandal but a bit like the ESL kind of cloth-eared owners thinking they can pretty much do whatever they feel like and the fan backlash was enough to make them reverse their decision. It's nice so to I'm, see um, the, yeah. the fans backing like, I know it's not traditional because MLS is kind of new in many ways but the fans being like, no, fuck that. Like, you don't change the with traditional club. Like, it was always Crew96 yeah. on Twitter and I guess that if it was just Columbus SC it just sounds a bit lame and I'm good, good on the fans for kind of Getting behind it and making them kind of reverse, they kind of reversed the decision, really, didn't they? Yeah, so they 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 did. I think that backlash was really instrumental in, yeah. in showing those owners that they'd made a made a rather foolish mistake. So I, I'm very pleased that they brought that back. They haven't. They're they're the defending champions, obviously. Columbus. They are, yeah. yeah. They um they're not. They haven't started particularly auspiciously. They're still um they've still got uh, just the one win so far, uh, two losses on the spin. But uh, I'm pleased that they get to keep keep the the name and the the brand i guess is, is still pretty safe i was also surprised to see toronto down in, in, in the bottom half of that league but mm, they haven't played quite, five, in my head one. they uh, mm. in my head they still are the team of like what was 2014 when they had oh, Giovinco Giovinco. 
Yeah. Right. It's considerably further on from 2014. They've than never like been the really same been. since Sebastian Giovinco went to Qatar it's... for the money. Yeah. He, well, yeah. Dollar, dollar, I mean, bill, y'all. He was a great player. I mean, yeah, he had he to was. go to MLS because everyone in Europe thought he was too small. So, oh, he was he was so good, man. I was just oh, he was, I was sad. Oh, well, no, is it, is it the really Sa- superb? Is it the Saudi league he plays in now? Saudi Arabia? Is he at Al Sad? Um, yeah, somewhere like that. I just I, f- I found it really disappointing. He's at Al Hilal. He Al Hilal. That's it. <laughs> just I think I tell you what I think. Rafa um, B. Gomez plays on the same team as him. No, <laughs> surely that can't be true. That's I, amazing. But please That's, check it. Please I am check it. it now. He he does. Wow, yeah. what a strike partnership. And that is a proper little and large strike partnership. Isn't it just? Bafatimbi ba- Gomez is 6'1", and uh, Giovinco is uh, decidedly smaller than that. At five, He's about 5'4", I think. He's 5'3", yeah. 5'3", yeah. Jesus. The atomic end. I, I just remember Bafatimbi Gomez's uh, Panther celebration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can still do that on FIFA when you score. He still does it's it. Pretty, like... It's kind of deranged. To be it's honest. really it's terrifying. Really, really weird, that. Really weird. You have to partner it with very starey eyes. But, um, that's <laughs> yeah. an interesting little and large <laughs> partnership right there. Um, all right. We're, so we're going to move to the West. Uh-huh. And, yep. uh, well, in the West, there is one team that seems to be pulling away from everybody else a little bit. Come you on, wanna boys. T- you want to take the floor here for a second while I uh, find a bucket to be singing? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to wax too lyrical about it because I know <laughs> that they'll probably... I'll, they'll probably lose this week um, to to Atlanta because every team's got to co- their winning runners or the unbeaten runners got to come to an end sometime, hasn't it? So um, they are currently far and away the best team in terms of form and points on the board and goals scored. Goals, yeah, I mean goals scored is I mean, the goal difference is eleven. They've scored thirteen so far. And they've only con- conceded, conceded two, two. Yeah. and one one was uh, on the opening day against um, Minnesota, I believe. Oh, no, no, that was 4-1. 4-0, was it? Uh, they conceded one to LAFC, because they've actually played LAFC twice already. Yeah, that a does bit happen. strange. Um, uh, schedule isn't isn't quite so spread out as it is in, yeah, like, say, the Premier um, League. I think they drew away to LAFC, and then they beat them 2-0 um, last week, I believe. Um They've been very, really impressive, and they've actually started with a new shape because they they don't have um, the the star players that they're famed for. John Morris is still out and will be for a while, yeah, um, because he originally went to Swansea and then got a really bad injury and then and he just came back knee ligaments again, which is a massive shame. <clears throat> also, because he's a it's a similar injury to uh, what um, Martinez Martinez had. Yeah. Um, and also, Ladero is out until apparently June, um, and he's kind of the playmaker in the in the middle as that number ten. They've still managed to to do everything by relying on Christian and Alex Roldan, which yeah, is the, really strange. The the two brothers. I mean, Alex Roldan has the most interceptions in the league right now. He's um, he's super. He's been superb for me this yeah. year when I've watched him. He's been brilliant. I never really rated him an awful lot last year. Not that he was a bad player. I just kind of thought. Steady away, kind of right back, but him and Brad Smith on the flanks as wing backs have been superb. Yeah, if if teams kind of invite Seattle to come onto them, they're done for because Seattle just they play five three two really. Yeah, it's um, good width, and they've got bombing wing backs. And um, Brad Smith, I was interested to note he was uh, formerly Bournemouth and Liverpool. Uh, I'd forgotten that he had gone to Seattle. 
he joined yeah, him in 2018, but he definitely got a few appearances in the Premier League for Bournemouth. I think he had quite a big money transfer to them, and it, it he didn't did. really work yeah, out. Yeah, he did, and it, he, he then came back at the million. start of the season, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, that's an interesting one. And then and Christian Roldan has been really good. Uh, yeah. Rui Diaz is always on form, and, and they've, they've got Will Bruin fitting in there. Um, they've got a couple of bad injuries, though. I mean, they've, they've now got Stefan Cleveland in, in goal because Fry's out. Um, Alex Roldan actually went in goal uh, against Sandy, uh, Sam, uh, San Jose. They'd used all the, uh, all the substitutes they all could the use. Substitutes, yeah. um, I think, actually, they could have brought another one on but they'd use the three different... Because you can only have it at three breaks, yeah, there's can't like you? those three windows for yeah. substitutes. Yeah, They'd already done that, and he had to go off. So, yeah, Alex Roldan made a crucial save. They, they came away from the Quakes with a 1-0 victory. And I think I was, I was going to talk about the Quakes, um, which may have shocked you. Um, <laughs> but they, they play a very unique style. I don't know if they you've really kind do. of, yeah, I don't know if you've kind it of like watched it. Hyper-chaotic pressing, so... It's man marking. So each kind of player is, is drilled on who they mark. So they match up each team position for position. Man to man. Wow. And it's sometimes it really works. And then like I remember last year, um Seattle beat them seven nil. Um so it didn't work altogether. I think that was when they were particularly COVID ridden and, and hit. Um so they had kind of, you know, a few well, whether they have academy or not, I'm not particularly sure, but they they really suffered. But when I saw them against um, Sporting Kansas City in one of the playoffs, they were they gave as good as they got, and they've got some fast pacing wingers, um, mainly Honduran. I think um, there's a lot of Hispanic sounding names in there, um, but they 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 have a very specific way of playing. It's very difficult to play against. I was really uh, impressed with them. Check that out. I believe they're coming to Colorado in the not too distant. Uh... It's it's kind of you did the Jeng pressing idea um, when you win the ball back. Yeah, through that sort of aggressive a, pressing high up the field. It's a, it's that just to a different level, man. It, it's just I suppose one of the the things you'd compare it to is the kind of the running stats that Leeds United seem to like beat everybody on. You know, um, the hyper fit just completely sprints so many sprints just making sure that they get the ball back or they put the they, they force the, the error from the team. They're 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 in fifth in, in the Western Conference right now. So they're they've played three, won three, yeah uh, and lost three. So their it, record definitely reflects that they it either works or it totally does. Absolutely. So I think when you're trying to match up against a team that I mean you're always going to have a formation that you kind of Play prefer or like you have players that fit that formation better. Um, I think when they've come up against teams that play five at the back, I don't think they've been able to manage it as much because how do you press five at the back without leaving yourself exposed? Well, and I uh, I noticed they also have uh, a young seventeen year old who's been making a real uh, mark so far. Mm. Uh, Cade Cowell, yeah, being who's being linked at the moment with uh, Barcelona. Yeah, seventeen. He's got two goals and three assists. Uh, so I'm already. telling you, man, MLS is league to watch. All these exciting <clears> young talents come in. Like Seattle took the piss so much, they brought on a 16 year old kid against um, against LA for his debut. He's like not even 17. They're just we're just seeing uh, a lot of young youngsters coming through, and I think people are recognizing that there's value to be found in in the league. 
especially uh, like American homegrown. I mean, there's, there's, that's another good thing about the league, in my opinion. We've talked about this before, but when you have a homegrown player, they, they you could that also doesn't count against any kind of designated player as well. So it yeah. ties up a bit of like, I don't know, you compare the players that have come through your academy. There's how, also kind a, of what you uh, want an incentive, I think. There's an yeah. incentive from the league if you choose to, instead of going the designated player route mm-hmm. of, of buying, uh, you know, expensive, maybe slightly Imports, on the way yeah. down uh, players or players from South America, but to instead promote from within. I, I noticed Seattle is also running uh, Josh Atencio. He's, yes, he's uh, injured he's currently right now. But... He's got played two games this season, has hmm. pretty strong ratings in those so far. Uh, although I didn't know that he was injured. He's but, been all right. Um, he's number 84, I think. But um, he played central midfield, did pretty well. Uh, he's just got a knock on his knee. Um, same with Delem. Um, he's out for a few weeks. So they've got a lot of knee injuries, Seattle, um, which is maybe slightly worrying as you get into, you know, six, seven, eight games and teams really start to test you, try to work you out. I think the fact that they're playing five at the back has confused a lot of teams because they didn't play that last year. Um, but I think they're just trying to fit the players they have around a system that suits what they've got, if that makes well, sense. seems to be working out so far, given that they've conceded two, haven't lost, and have five wins, on, five wins out of six. Certainly uh, does. The bottom of the be... table is, uh, is interesting viewing. So there's obviously there's only 13 teams. I don't know if you mm. want to jump in here at any point, but currently... The bottom there's LAFC, then Dallas, Minnesota, Austin as the bottom four. Yeah, Obviously, so... Austin are, are new, but like Minnesota were in the semi-finals last year, and and LAFC are always lauded as like the 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 sleeping giant of new kind of I don't know new franchise that should always have like high hopes of like dismantling the galaxy from towards the top, but they don't seem to be doing that this year. Well, Carlos Vela has not been totally fit. And then also Rossi, who did he win the golden boot last season? Um, mm. He is, he's a very, very talented forward, but he, I don't think they've had, had much opportunity to get them on the field at the same time. Um, yeah. Rossi, he, he uh, is 23. He's only scored once this season, but last season, his uh, contribution was, was pretty significant for that team. Um, he got, nine assists and two goals in the not like in part of the season. Cause you know, it was split by the team. Uh, he, yeah, uh, he also got another seven goals in the other half of the season before it was split. Um, so I, I think total, he ended up with around 12, 13 for this on the season. And obviously if, if he's not bringing that this time around the, the, the bottom of the West is weird because the unlike, unlike Chicago who are rooted to the bottom with one, there's a few teams clustered Minnesota, mm. as you were saying, it's kind of a surprise because they work so strong towards the end of last season, but they did get two wins on the spin. And, and the stat I have for them is that they're averaging 17 shots a game, which along with Nashville is the most in the league mm. by, by quite some margin. New York are next with 15. So it seems like they're, they're getting into positions and they're just not. I don't know if losing converging. Robbie Finley has had something to do with it because they did rely on him quite a lot. Yeah. So they're, they're relying on like Lord up front and then you're looking at Reynosa for things to make happen, I guess. But um, uh, it might then, just take a while for them to get used to that new kind of system, I guess. Yeah, and so the Rapids have played Minnesota 
Austin and Dallas, and they actually mm. play LAFC today. Um, the Dallas game was was incredibly tedious, but Dallas did not look particularly bothered about doing anything in that game. Although to be very fair, defensive and negative, it. yeah, it was sort of zero zero first game of the season mm. rust for everybody. Uh, the game against Austin, the Rapids lost, and, and Austin looked really handy in, in the second half, especially through the midfield. Uh, <laughs> I love the term, handy. Yeah. <laughs> For any League of Gentlemen uh, fans out there, he looks handy. Just, at this point, I think I'll just steer the conversation slightly more towards Colorado because I was, at the, game, I was at the game last weekend. Oh, you uh, won 3-1, wasn't it? It was a very tidy victory, yeah. I took some friends. Who had Good. never been to see soccer before in person? It was really great to be able to do that. And the Rapids look really good. Um, lovely Colorado evening. Stadium had about just shy of eight thousand people socially distanced. And um, you beat the it, Dynamo. It a, we did three one. It, it was a pretty easy victory to be honest, and it, it flattered Dynamo if anything, in my opinion. Although that is not really worth a great deal because I'm a <laughs> Rapids fan. Um, but the difference for the Rapids between having Sam Vines in the team and him being out, he missed I was the say, first He scored your first injury. goal, didn't he? He did. Really nice left-footed uh, strike. But he's 21 and is through the youth system. And Cole Bassett is 19 through the youth mm-hmm. system. He's, he's he got scored the last goal. He did, although he didn't know much about it. The goalkeeper essentially cleared it into him and it bounced off him and went in the goal. But they all count me. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I wouldn't be complaining if it were me. Two really nice assists for Michael Barrios, who's the new, uh, a new signing for the Rapids this season. Mm. He got With two really great crosses. Looks like he's Ru- been run over in his head. He, he is very short. Yeah, blonde, very uh, short. blonde hair. That's he does like appear to have like a without the spikes. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Mm. But he he was hanging up crosses and. Um, Diego Rubio scored a really nice header. Got a lot of time for a glancing header from the oh, yeah. edge of the from the eight, like the penalty spot. All in he the just, neck muscles. Yeah, he just just guided it home. It was really nice. But surprise of the season for the Rapids for me and my friends and, and shout out to Tim here, who I'm sure is going to be listening and is going to really hate this next sentence that's going to yeah, come yeah. out of my mouth. But Danny Wilson is uh, playing really well at, in defense. He's not really a first choice. He was a Liverpool trainee. He was really good on a football manager, I think like 2008 or nine. Um, he's 29 now, so uh, obviously that's some time ago. But he uh, he's played really well for Colorado this season so far. He's uh, why is uh, why is your buddy Mike not 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 want to like that? Not Mike uh, Tim. Tim oh, just Tim's really right. doesn't like him. Oh I'm really? really sure oh, he, he's that. just one of those players who just like he's shit. Get him off. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and he, I, to be fair, unfair. Wilson hasn't been exactly a roaring success at the Rapids, but okay. this season he's, he's been turned it around, has he? Okay. Yeah. Well, he's he wins a lot of uh, he wins a lot of headers. He seems to be underneath everything. He's also popped up with a with a goal, um, and he's not even the first choice centre back. Uh, Abubakar is the first choice centre back, but he's been working his way back from injury. Um, so is it the player he's, he's playing with? Like, is his partner more experienced or but so better make him look better than him? Kind of uh, so they've been alternating who he's played with. He's played with uh, Trusty, who was a MLS draft pickup a mm. couple of years ago, who's 22. Um, Trusty's a great name for a centre back. Really is, yeah. Um, as long as you uh, are dependable, you can trust him. Exactly. Um, Drew Drew Moore has come on for a couple of sub appearances. He's very experienced. But no, it, it's been Trusty and, and Wilson in the middle. And then Rosenberry has held down that right back spot. But Vines, I think, being back makes a huge difference because he just provides attacking thrusts and, and great balance. 
But it's it's quite a young squad for the Rapids, and they've been playing really well in the last three games. So hopefully they they keep it up. Jack Price has been getting on the assists again. He's he, they call him the Shropshire Perlo, or somebody does. Maybe he just calls himself that. But he's got excellent dead ball delivery. Although Tim isn't a big fan of him either. Sorry, Tim. Um, but he is, uh, in my opinion, he's good, and he's got excellent beard game. So anyway. Three wins on the spin, <laughs> and we've got LAFC today, and they are not doing so well. So hopefully we can make it a fourth, although we are away. And then we have Dallas again at the end of the, the month uh, in one of those weird MLS fixtures where you play the same team twice in the same month span. I'm not yeah. really sure why that happens. It's got to be a Western Conference geography thing. I guess It, it happens with football too. Um, because it does, you have rivals it does usually in your have conference. Like, yeah, yeah and, you, and usually you, like there is a... Like I think if we're talking about teams that you know are close to home for me, like Hull City played Accrington Stanley twice in a week, <laughs> um, some, and that was that was partly due to the fact that it was COVID cancellations, but also they were quite closely done anyway, even before the first cancellation. It would sometimes have been about three happens, weeks. Yeah, it, sometimes it just does. The reverse fixture is like in the middle of the season, and then when they start reversing the fixtures, that's one of the first ones they do. Sometimes it kind of works like that, but. I've got to tell you, though, there's a perfect sort of crossing of the stars coming up on the 20th of June uh-huh. since Cincinnati play the Rapids. So that one I will be glued to for for a goal count and for personal support reasons. <laughs> uh, I haven't had too much opportunity to watch Cincinnati, so I'm excited to see them in the flesh. It'd be good to see, see like Yapstam in, in the flesh, you know? Well, it's an away game, so I'll be watching. Oh, is it an away game? Oh, okay. Well, but I, I, it's still I it's, it was, it's uh... a good meter. Yeah, no, I I didn't phrase it quite the way that I should. I thought it'd be a big spot in Good Park. No, no, it's going to be at wherever Cincinnati play. That will that will Cincinnati. be a ground when I actually you know can travel again. I do want to come to Colorado and actually oh, watch yeah, a, a different different game other than you know I've seen a Seattle a couple of times in person when I was there, but I would like to to just go to other MLS grounds and just kind of, you know, people ground hop and stuff at this country and it's just so easy to do here, whereas it wouldn't be there. Yeah, it's tricky. I have done, I've been to the Rev Stadium. Uh, oh, yeah? In, in, uh, in New England. In, yeah, out in, um, I'm totally blank, New Hampshire. Boston. Is it New Hampshire? Is it Boston? Yes. Yeah. No, so that's Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Apologies, right? Boston's in Massachusetts. Oh, of course, yeah. Um. But that, I mean, that's where the Patriots play also. So they share yeah. that stadium. It is colossal. I think it, it has a movie theater in it. Jesus. Um, and, and like a mall and stuff. I, I've, I've been to the Sounders stadium, although not to watch the Sounders play. I saw a couple of US. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, men's national teams games there, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, and then I've obviously been to Dick's. And then I've seen some soccer at um, the, the uh, Broncos stadium too, which is probably where if Denver ends up hosting the World Cup. Uh, which, uh, fingers crossed, it will be one of the host cities in 2026. Um, that's where those will be played too. So. Fingers crossed. So, yeah, well, if, I'm really optimistic that, that we can get be one of the host cities. I think it'll be great. I don't care which nations are here, <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> last, uh, last little bit then, we've done both conferences. Uh, was you just going to pick out a, a few kind of standouts from the season so far? Well, so I wanted to mention Chicharito because last season he was not—it wasn't quite the explosive. No, he didn't do so in MLS, well. He did do so but well. He, he's already got seven goals this season, mm, which he's is more got than last season. Yeah. Yes, it's seventy percent of LA Galaxy's goals um, so far this season. So when he scores, they tend to do well, and if he doesn't, they they struggle. They did lose today uh, to 
to Portland 3-0 about mm. uh, two hours ago. Um, they had a player sent off early in the at the end of their first half, and and then Portland uh, went and scored three in the second. So um, they they are sitting in second. Kansas and the Rapids are, are behind the Sounders, but the Sounders for me are, are the team to beat. Mm. Uh, I think we play them on July fourth. Uh, I want a, a couple other players I wanted to pull out and some other stats. Mm. Higuain has four goals on the season so far, mm. um, which I thought honestly that's probably a decent return so far, although I'm sure he's there on, on a DP salary. So he's going to, uh, he'll be on big up. books. Yeah. Um, but for David Beckham, Phil Neville's into Miami FC, uh, that that's decent start <laughs> from him. Um, and then uh, for the Revs, Carlos uh, Hill. Carlos uh, Hill. Has, yeah. He's always has, been a, a main feature for them, I guess. Yeah. Well, he's has 27 key passes so far. This season, nice. Where it leads the league in, in that stat. So, um, I think he's one of the reasons they are they're top of the East, although obviously no one's running away with it, as we already discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Fabio for the New York Red Bulls has four assists. He's the assist leader to beat right now. Mm, um, is it Fabio Gomez Neto? Is that what he goes by? I think it's just Fabio on the back of his shirt, isn't oh, it? Is I'm it? not certain. The Red Bulls are kind of mired in mid-table in the East, but they, they have two t- of the top tacklers in the league. Mm. Uh, two players on twenty between them have twenty nine tackles. Uh, Caceres, Caceres, Junior, and uh, uh, Davis. Yeah, both between them have twenty nine tackles. So they're they're getting mm. uh, getting those crunching tackles in. I noticed um, that uh, I think you alluded it to earlier, but I think Alex Roldan is up there with the interceptions. He's got twenty. Yeah, he has twenty. Yeah, he has yeah. the most. Yeah, um, he's everywhere. Then, so. so Goals, Seattle lead the table. Assists, Seattle lead the table. And key passes is actually Minnesota, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, well, so they, they've had 17 shots a game and they are, you know, they, they're creating chances. So I feel like they'll turn it around. For me, that, that those are the underlying stats that are going to show they're actually not quite in the correct league position. And, and they were a great team to watch in the run-in last season. So mm. um, that, that Seattle game was nuts. Um in the playoffs, right? Was that? When they yeah, yeah. Conceding yeah, it was three like two, goals in the two last... nil, two or two one up. I think they were, mm-hmm. and then they ended up losing three two, and it was like fifteen minutes to go or something. Yeah, Seattle needs to work on one stat. So I've seen they are mm-hmm. knocking in goals, but they're all mostly inside the eighteen yard box. So yeah, it's only... the, the goals from the outside of the area. They're, they're doing the Man City thing of walking the ball into the net basically so you're going to have to add some long shots the Rapids have two which is the second most in the league but I mean uh, I was not really very many is no. it? <laughs> there was uh, one stat that always interests me um, and was also why I mentioned them earlier on um, San Jose love a yellow card oh um, yeah I have this stat too you got 14 it, go. 14 which is actually tied with Philadelphia Montreal and Mon- I'm not, yeah I'm not really sure why San Jose like goes, but I think it's just the way that they are so aggressive in the press. In the press that they do, um, they're just going to have a lot. That's I mean, that's what six games so far for them not played yet this week, have they? No, um, yeah. It's, it's like two two yellow cards a game um, at this stage. Fairly. Getting a restart though, you know. Yeah, yeah. That if if they're if they're doing this man marking and they're high gegenpressing pressing and all of these other things, then you you're looking at tactical fouls so you can reset. 
Exactly. Um, so 14, 14 yellows. That that would suggest <laughs> to me that all three of those teams are, are giving away a lot of tactical fouls. Into Miami it, yeah. also have 13, yeah. so they're not far behind. I mean, th- there's been a couple in this game that I'm watching right now. So um, <laughs> there's been some very comical fouls and some great dives and managers shouting a lot on the sidelines. So, um, But yeah, so it's, that's still nil-nil, by the way, as they go into halftime. Pretty poor effort so far, I will say, from both teams. <laughs> Pretty poor. Um, but yeah, that's been a good chat to get together again for this podcast, mate. Yeah, I wanted to just do a couple of random football shout-outs, but congrats do it. to Af- Atletico Madrid for, yeah. um, for winning the... Uh... La Liga title today. That was a bit of a nail biter. I was following that along, and um, mm. nice looks to see like someone it... other than Barca and Real Madrid win it. Yeah, though it'd be nice if it wasn't another Super League breakaway team. But I guess, if, but you can't. If Atleti didn't, can well, if they didn't join Barca and Real in that, they would have been totally left behind. Which is the same argument Spurs and Arsenal have made. It doesn't mm-hmm. really wash, but it is still true. Yeah, um, and then. Uh, I was interested to notice that Lewandowski broke the goal record in the Bundesliga. 41, 41. goals, yeah. He, uh, he is a pretty special player. So he's only about 60 goals behind Muller's record for top scorer in Bundesliga history. I love the fact that he was injured for like a month as well. Like last, he was, like yeah. A couple of months ago, and now he's going to come back for the Euros. So it'll be good to see uh, as long as yeah, England well, don't he's... meet the uh, Polish national side. We seem to play Poland as a sort of agreement, I think. Yeah, we do. But we, we did that in qualifying, didn't we? But he was injured at the time, so we never had to worry about, uh, what was it, that who was it who said Lewandowski? Oh, they called Muller. it That's yeah, Muller, Muller, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was Muller's thing, wasn't it? Classic German humor for you there, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, sorry to oh, really not listeners in, in German or, or perhaps not, but uh, Germany, I should say. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really have too much other stuff. I, I'm really, I've got my fingers crossed that PSG don't win the French title. Uh, I don't I think, think they'll do tomorrow. it. I don't think they'll do it. There's nothing more Spursy than Mauricio Pochettino going there and then just like in a one team league, just nose diving. And well, isn't yeah. it, is it? Who is it? Is it um, Leon or is it? No, it's um, the, in France. Uh, yeah. It's uh, Ren. Ren, who are the. The, no, Lille, sorry. Lille, is it Lille? Is it Lille? Yeah, I knew, I knew Lille somebody had... that I hadn't challenged for a long time. I knew that because um, usually it's, well, it was either Monaco time... or it was PSG, wasn't it? That yeah, Mon- would... Monaco, I think, could still do it, but they need PSG to lose and they need a massive goal swing yeah, between yeah. Lille and uh, Lille's goal difference and, and their own. So mm. it's Lille or PSG. I'm just interested to see how that goes. Lille, I don't think, have won the title since Edan Hazard was there. No, um, that'd be 2012, maybe? Yeah, before he went to to Chelsea. Uh, um, Maybe it was a little bit after that, actually. 2010. Was it really? Yeah, 2010. Um, When they, uh, they had Edan Hazard and a few other Few other players. Javinho was there also. Yeah. I'm looking at this roster from that 2010 team. Dabushi was there. He ended up at, at Matthew Dabushi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Adil, Adil was... Rami. Um, he was Idrissa Gay was in that team. Yeah, yeah. Johan Kabai. Uh, some right ballers. Yeah, yeah. Some, I mean, that was the last time they won the title. So uh, I'm hoping they can do it again. Did, they, they... did Newcastle buy. Um... Where did they buy Ben Arthur from originally? Because he came from the French team, didn't he? 
yes. Don't, don't know if that was the same one. That was slightly earlier. No, I he think. wasn't. He wasn't there. He went to Newcastle off the back of a spell at uh, Marseille. Marseille, right? And he was okay. at uh, Lyon before that, and then he went to Hull. He did uh, somewhat disastrously. It was awful. Um, well, it didn't work out super great for him at Newcastle for some of that time. He was one of those players that when he was on it, man, he was good. And when he wasn't, boy, was he awful. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping that Lille, Lille can can carry that one home. Hoping that Juventus miss out on the Champions League. That would be Italy. hilarious. Basically just going the socialist route and hoping the smallest person beats the beats out the bigger guys. Um, Juve yeah. are in fifth right now. Uh, it's going to come. It's going to be tight. Yeah. I, I I did watch Inter... Uh, play Juve last weekend. I think that was. Was, was there any red was, cards? That was particularly explosive. Or? Two red cards Love and it. three pretty terrible VAR decisions. Also, it was it was one of the worst refereeing decisions, or one of the refereeing worst refereeing games I've ever yeah. seen. Nice, uh, and we ever. think we've got it bad over in uh, over in Premier League and everything else. Everyone thinks they have it bad because yeah. a lot of MLS fans complain, or certainly in Colorado, complain about. MLS decision making and occasionally that is definitely true but yeah uh, there's also the last day of the Prem tomorrow um, yeah. who, who have you got as finishing fourth or do you just not care? I think I don't really care, I think Liverpool <laughs> will do it and they'll manage to phone it in as they have done to just scrape Champions League football and everyone forgets how awful they are and Jordan Henderson still gets picked for England and we end up going out on penalties in the last 16 um, Are you blaming all that on Jordan Henderson? Yes, yes I am um, is he one... going to miss all the penalties? Well, there is a tenuous link as well to Jordan Henderson because Sunderland won't be going up to the championship. Um, yeah, they, they lost, they that, lost they? To, oh, to Lincoln. Would you like perhaps 30 seconds of jubilation to celebrate Hull City's return? To uh, we, the I mean, my other podcast with Rich. Um, Hold on, I'm did... starting a timer. Uh, all right, yeah. go. Carry on. Yeah. My other podcast with Rich, we did this, but we did a, an entire end of season awards where we did five different awards for like goal of the season, player of the season. Um, but yeah, we, we finished top. We're, we're fucking champions. So any Sunderland fans get fucked. We can, uh, we can look forward to a Middlesbrough Hull City Clash yes. of the middleweight titans yes. sometime next season. Maybe we should uh, maybe we should find out a way to live stream that and watch it together. I was pleased. Yeah, I'm always that. pleased to see Hull do well. We uh, should all laugh at Sunderland because they've got a fourth consecutive season in League One. I'm uh, gonna have to stop you there. That's your time. Um, <laughs> it was a good finishing gambit, though, wasn't it? I mean, you're not gonna get an argument out of me as a Middlesbrough <laughs> fan that I should be in some way indebted to Sunderland. Um, so uh, yeah. Um, fuck them. Anyway. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, I'll be watching some soccer over the week. We'll try and get another one of these in before well, the Rapids half, play half term, Cincinnati. Half term from last week uh, is next week, so I've got one more week at school. Um, and then it'd be slightly easier to record during half term and stuff, so we yeah, should have one in, a, in the next week or so. Yeah, I've got school for another week, and then I am also finished. School's out for summer, etc., and so on. So yeah. uh, it's not yeah, over here; right. it's just a half-term break. But we'll certainly record again very soon. Yeah, yeah sounds great, mate. Sounds great. Um, love to the family, and uh, let's catch up. Let's catch up soon. Indeed. Speak to you I feel soon, like guys. We need like a we need like a signing off thing, but I can't think of what it is. I'll I'll get on that for next week. <laughs> we'll invent one. <laughs>
<laughs> tune in, tune in to MLS. See ya. <laughs> see ya. Yeah, we'll stick with see ya. See ya from MLS. <laughs> yeah, MLS. I know the name of my own podcast. <laughs> see you, mate. Yeah, cheers. Bye.